we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Yay! Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. Oh, I'm singing because you can tell I'm excited. I sing when I'm excited. Uh, I'm your host. I almost forgot my name. (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) Uh, I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King, and I am so glad that you're here today, friend. Today is a very, 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 very special episode because today marks one year of the Positively Real podcast. If you can see me, I'm dancing in my seat. Actually, I'm sitting on a stool. I really, really need an office chair. I tried the whole bouncy ball ergonomic thing, and I don't know if I didn't put enough air in my ball because it made my back way worse. Anyway. That's a whole side note, Uh, but I'm so excited to have you here because this has been a monumental thing in my personal life and my professional life to a have the balls to create a podcast and put myself out there and be stay consistent and provide content and value for you. So this is a really big deal. And I am just so excited because I'm still in my infancy and beginning stages of the podcast. And I'm just looking forward to having the opportunity to serve you and to share more amazing content and interviews and resources and people. And I just, I don't know, I feel like the sky is the limit. So in order to do that, I thought, why not bring my buddy back on the show, Matt Peterson, who is the master of interviewing and journalism. And in case you don't know, the kid has blown up on TikTok. And if you've been following along the show, because Matt has been on my show a couple of times and we've kind of flipped the script and he asked me questions, I kind of coach him a little bit. Like, I don't know, I'd say six months ago, we were talking about like getting like a plan together, getting organized and just taking the leap and starting to create. And he did that. And now he is on fire. So I just had to give you a quick little shout out, Matt. So happy that you're here. Well, thank you. Um, Thank you for gassing me up. And I appreciate that. But that's not what this episode is about. This episode is about celebrating you and your success. So first, I want to say congratulations on a year of the podcast. Everyone, if you're in your car listening, please put your hands together. (laughs) But seriously, the first thing I want to like, let's just jump right in hearing that knowing like, wow, I've done this for a year. What is the first thing that comes to your mind? The first thing that comes to my mind is consistency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think just being able to show up consistently makes such a difference. And, and this just goes for every area of my life is like, what other areas of my life can I show up consistently like I have for the podcast? And it's just like, consistency is the word that pops into my mind. When you decided to create this podcast, did you think that this is where you would be a year later? Honestly, I I did, I had no idea. I was so afraid. <laughs> I was so scared um, that I really, I didn't, I didn't really have much of a vision for it. I think I was just going episode by episode and just like, yeah, it's something that I'm doing. But now that I've done it for a year, I am starting to 
have visions of like what's possible with podcasting and just being able to have a bigger reach and make a bigger impact and share my message. So now I'm like in this different space of, Oh, I've done this consistently for a year. Like what, what can I do next with this? Right. What would be the answer to that? What is the next, what is when we come back in a year from now and we're celebrating two years of the positively real, what is something you're like, this has to be accomplished? Um, oh, that's a good question. I think, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like, I'd love to have partnerships, like sponsorships with, with brands that I just love so much, like not just like anything just to have, like, I really want to have those, um, intentional sponsorships, partnerships. So that would be one. Um, and then my guests, like I really want to start expanding out of my, and I kind of have already. And I think that's, what's made me realize like what's possible. Like I have people reaching out to be on the show, which every time someone's like, I would love to be a guest on the positively real podcast. I'm like, really? You, you do <laughs> like, okay. Like it just, I, 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 it honestly like blows my mind and it makes me so excited because I've been interviewing within my like circle of influence and the people that I know. And I've started to expand. I mean, I interviewed Fabi who is from Brazil and is this incredible woman that has so much background. And like the fact that she reached out to me to be on my show and we connected about self-love, like now people in Brazil have listened to my podcast. Like that is so unbelievable. And, you know, it's just, amazing to be able to have that reach and, and make a bigger impact. Absolutely. So I feel like kind of, you know, at the end of the school year, when everyone has like their yearbooks and then you're like recapping everything and in the yearbooks, it's like favorite moment, favorite mm -hmm. blank. I kind of like want to do that right now on yeah. audio. So Love we don't have a yearbook, but let's just like, have, you know, yeah, we're visualizing our own little yearbook. Yeah. So they're going to be tough questions. And obviously like they are, you love everyone. So it's not like good, bad, whatever, but I want, I want to get in, into it. All right. So first one, okay. what was the hardest moment so far of the past year with the podcast? Um, getting started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, the resistance that I felt being so afraid of using my voice and speaking out, like that's just my gut. Like, I didn't even really think about that answer, but that's just my gut is the hardest part was getting started. I remember recording my first episode and listening to it and like critiquing everything in it and just pulling it apart and just being like, no, I can't put this out there. And that was really hard because I knew it was like, if I keep doing this, it's just never going to go live. Mm -hmm. So getting started is always I think for, I mean, I don't want to say always, but for most people is, is the hardest because ready's a lie. So I like could have mm -hmm. sat and like, I just need to have, be more prepared. I have more practice interviewing and questioning, but that would definitely be the hardest part is just taking that step. Isn't that so fascinating? Because then once you do it, you're like, wait, why did it take me this long? all the time. And my clients say that a lot. They're like, Oh, I wish I would have done this sooner. Like, I'm like, no, cause when you do it is exactly when you're meant to do it. Cause that's when you decide to take the step. But it is so funny how that is the hardest thing. And then as soon as you get going, it's like that fear kind of, I don't want to say like it disappears, but it kind of dissolves because mm -hmm. when you like, for me, I'm connecting to the bigger purpose. Like I connect to my why and who I want to, to reach and who I want to help. And so that 
counteracts any of the fear that I had. Cause before getting started, I was making it about me. Like all mm-hmm. of that fear was like, Oh, what if they don't like me? Like, what if, what if someone makes fun of me or says I'm stupid and whatever. And then that was all about me, which it's not about me. It's about the person that needs to hear what I have to say. So once I was able to turn that around and focus on the person, then that kind of went away. Following up on that, because I am obsessed with that and I love that. So in the next line of the yearbook, what is the biggest takeaway that you hope one of your listeners has taken away? So I think my biggest thing is if I can do it, so can you. Mm -hmm. I, I like look at my life and I'm just like, I can't believe I created this. And if you would have asked me about like my life, what it would look like five years ago, I I would have not been able to picture it. I probably would have been doing the same thing, which is terrifying to think about, like just so interesting. But I like to really show people what's possible because I don't really hold, I don't hold any like secret sauce that any, that no one else has access to. You know, a lot of people come to me, it's like, you're so positive. How can I be positive like you? And I'm like, you don't like, it's not about being positive. Like me, it's about like finding what works for you. So I think like what I want people to take away is like, if I can get through certain things and like be able to change my life and shift my mindset and really like grow as a person, then anybody that's listening can also do that. I'm shaking my head aggressively. Yes. Just cause I'm like, I love that so much. Which conversation sticks with you the most out of every single person that you've interviewed and you don't have to say me just because you know I'm here. (laughs) Well, that's a given. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I mean, obviously that's so hard because I really have, I've gotten something from every episode. I would, well, there's, there's a couple, I would say like the episode, the solo episodes are the really um, challenging episodes for me because it's just me talking. Um, and like my voice the whole time. So those are like where I grow the most because I can get really honed in on my message and what I want people to take away. So those are like the most, I would say like grow, like those ones help me grow the most when I'm, when I'm on doing my own thing. Uh, but I would definitely say, uh, hmm, my conversation with coach Dar about growth mindset is probably like one of my favorite conversations uh, just to be able to jam out about growth mindset. Cause I never really like studied growth mindset back in the day. I just like learned it and applied it to my own life and found results by having a growth mindset. And then talking to Dar, who literally has dedicated her life to that um, as an occupational therapist and speaker and everything that she does. It was really cool to be able to like take what I've learned and then apply it from what she teaches. So that was really cool. To anyone who hasn't listened to that episode, could you give us like a uh, spark notes on what growth mindset is? What is a growth mindset? Yeah. So basically like we think, and this is, I'll just kind of share my example. So for the longest time, I I thought that my brain was just the way that it was. And I often thought my brain was broken. Like I thought things, things were seriously wrong. (laughs) 
but I just was like, this is just how I am. This is, this is me. And when I started to understand growth mindset, it really started to shift my ability to see what was possible. And that my brain actually has the ability to change through neuroplasticity and repetition and doing certain things that actually like open and expand my mind. So my, the example that I always use is running because I would always say I am not a runner. And when we say I am, we take this on as an identity. So thinking I'm not a runner, of course, every time I run, it's miserable. But then I like got a little curious and I started to run and I was like, wait, I kind of like this. And I kept dabbling in it and doing a little bit at a time. And next thing you know, like I'm running trail marathons over mountains. And I mean, I would have never done that if I would have stuck, stayed in that fixed mindset of not loving running. So like, those are little things I'm like, oh, if I can change how I view myself through running, like what else can I change my mind through? And so that really helps kind of shift you from a fixed mindset into a place of growth. That's extremely powerful. Is there anything, is there anything you're attaching to yourself in this moment that you're trying to change? Or do you feel like in All this moment you're like, yeah? All the time. Is there is there an example? Um yeah, let's think. I mean, all the time. It's mm-hmm. it's we we kind of shift back and forth. Like it, it would be amazing if I was constantly in a state of growth, but like we sometimes stay in a fixed mindset to keep us safe because like it, it's like unknown to go into a space where like, oh, like, can I do that? Um, but I think I think the place that I'm at right now and full transparency is like, sometimes I, I go back and forth like with um, money because I had some serious money beliefs that really held me in this scarcity mindset. And so I would be just like thinking like, well, this is just how much I can make. And this is just it. And then once I was able to start making more, I expanded, but sometimes I go back and forth. So I think right now I'm like kind of in that place with um, like money and abundance. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, would that ever be something that you like touch on, on this podcast? Now I'm asking as like a viewer. Yeah. Money mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like money is like the, like what sex used to be when I, when I like growing up, like you like, don't talk about it, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is money for anyone who is like, at least my generation. Like I actually just had this conversation with my friends. I was like, why can I not just ask you like how much money you have in your bank account? Like it's such a like private thing, which I understand because mm-hmm. it, there's shame and guilt and then whatever like why? to be attached to it. Yeah. Right. But why? Because right. Cause the, the money beliefs that so many of us hold and we, they're often like handed down to us or just different things that we, you know, take on from society. Um, oh yeah. I have that in my plans for a money mindset because I did a lot of work on my money mindset and I definitely like, I am, I live in a place of abundance and not just money wise, but like abundance 90% of the time. But there are certain things that like, kind of like shift me back into that, that place. Uh, so it, it, you know, with growth mindset, it's always, a constant practice. And this is just any sort of like growth and development. People kind of think like, Oh, like I got this, like, I don't have to work on it anymore. I don't have to do these habits. I don't have to practice daily gratitude. I don't have to drink water. And like, 
maybe not drinking water, but <laughs> yeah. we need to drink water. But people like we do, we get to that place where we get really comfortable. Like I got this. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as life happens, we get knocked on our ass. So for me, it's always, it's so important to be in that constant state of like growth and curiosity because anytime I'm like, think I'm like, I got this, I get knocked down. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just like t- tumblewumba. And then I get back up again. <laughs> Um, because you're never going to keep me down, but it's like one of those things where you really do have to be conscious of it. And it always comes back to your thoughts. Um, so money mindset's actually in, in my plans. And I reached out to, um, this woman that focuses on that. So that is coming soon. Yay. Look at that. Okay. Well, when, when we're here next year, talking about the two year, I'm excited to recap what we've learned from the money mindset. Yes. Yes. Also curious so with, with growth in a, a bit ago you said like five years ago if you would told me I would have been here like I wouldn't have believed it knowing that like you finally were ready to take the plunge to do the podcast why was it podcasting why was it not I'm gonna make a YouTube channel I'm gonna go live on like why was it like I'm going to make a podcast mm. so why podcasting uh, well first I love podcasts. Like when I think about the content that I take in the most, it's podcast. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, oh, it seems like that makes the most sense. I was super resistant to like Instagram for a while and like going live and like I just video just always kind of threw me off. Um, I love talking. So that's super helpful. And I think with teaching spin for so long, I love the microphone. Like you, you know, we love the microphone and I just like, I don't know. There's just something about having the microphone that just gets me in this zone that um, is different than looking at myself on a camera. Absolutely. You know, it's really wild. I'm having like an out-of-body experience right now because I'm actually remembering when we both were at a studio, it was my senior year, I believe, maybe my freshman year of college and I was back for the summer, but you were seriously the first person who told me about podcasts. I remember that when you were, you would be there after my classes in the morning. Remember you'd just be like hanging out because you were literally working and you were like telling me about podcasts. And at the time that was like such a foreign concept. So that's so wild to think about. I forgot about that. You and Kaylee. We're like, yeah, we'd like oh, listen to podcasts. Total, I know. And, and they are still relatively new. I mean, more and more people have created them. You know, it's so funny that you say that this kind of just sparked this memory. I don't have a lot of memories of my childhood, um, but <laughs> I have this memory when I was younger, I used to have this tape recorder and my friend and I used to pretend like we had a radio show. So we would record into it and talk. And then we would listen to it back. And so that was like podcasting before podcasting even existed. I was probably like nine or 10 and we would go to the mall and like record what we saw. And like, we would talk to each other. We'd sit in these two accent chairs at at my mom's house and would literally record into this tape recorder. It was a tiny, it was so small as this tiny little tape recorder. Um, And it's so funny because now thinking I'm like, what podcasting? I knew I was going to podcast before I knew what podcasting was. That is so epic. I love that. I wish that we could listen to that. Uh, I would do anything. I threw out all my childhood memories. So (laughs) that is another thing that I'm going to, that I'm going to ask because I would love for that to be in this next year as well. An episode on that. I feel like there are certain people who have so many memories of their childhood 
And then there's certain people who like myself, I genuinely, I remember things in photos, Mm -hmm. but I can't actually remember like the feeling of being anywhere, not even like a year ago. It's crazy. I just like remember things in photos. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, so I would love I I would love for you to do a deep dive on like why some people remember their childhood memories and why others are like, nope, don't remember. Yeah. It's like sometimes things trigger to like be like, oh, I do remember that, but I can't like mm-hmm. pull one. Um, but yeah, yeah, put writing that down, putting it, putting it on the plan. Okay, deal. So let's go ahead and do that right now. When we come back in a year from now, celebrating two years, what are at least five episodes or five topics that you hope that you have covered? Ooh, okay. Well, definitely money mindset. I really, I will, I have this lifelong goal to get James Clear on my podcast, which is the author of Atomic Habits. He is, I mean, his book is phenomenal and his writing is just so clear, concise, easy to follow. And I just like, I did meet him once, so I totally geeked out. So I really, that is like a goal of mine to get him on the show. Um, what else? I want to have my sister on the show, just getting her and out there and, and sharing her story because her story is incredible. And what she's doing and helping people heal from trauma is like something that so many people can and will relate to. Let's see. What else? That's a really good question. I'm going to have to think about that some more because- okay. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. I mean, I have like an idea and I started planning. Um, but yeah, I think that those are like the top that come to mind right now. Those are three amazing ideas. And boy, I can't wait until you have all of them checked off yeah. in a year from now. Yeah, Ooh, so fun. Is there anything that you want to say to any of your listeners who have been listening from the very beginning, like almost like I'm handing you an award and you're going up and you're going to just give your thank you speech. Like, is there whatever you want to say to them? It's your uh, moment. My moment. Well, I mean, just so much gratitude when, whenever I get a message, text message or a Instagram DM or an Instagram like story, my heart just is smiling. Like it just feels so good to be able to connect on that level. And I always ask like, what was your biggest takeaway? And just knowing that something resonated is just, it's so cool because that's the whole point of doing this. And I just, I mean, just gratitude is what I feel. Just so, so, so grateful because there have been times where I'm like, why am I doing this? Should I even keep doing this? Is anyone listening? What's like, you know, what is this all for? Like sometimes I get, you know, hard on myself in that way. And then I get a message from someone that's like, oh my gosh, your podcast was exactly what I needed. And I'm like, oh, never mind. That's why I'm doing it. And it always comes at the perfect time. So to my listeners that have been listening since the beginning, thank you so much. Thank you for your feedback and honesty and show suggestions and just being on and believing in what I'm doing. I appreciate you so much. Brittany, you are the definition of being like organic and authentic to yourself. Since I first met you, what you are sharing now with the world, like you've always been sharing. And so I understand when you're like five years ago, I never would have guessed I'm here, but like as someone watching you and someone who has always looked up to you, I actually would have guessed that you would have been here because this is what you're meant to be doing. You're meant to be sharing and 
impacting people and being there for people. So it may be a surprise to you, but it's not a surprise to me. So congratulations on a year. And I can't wait for like 27 years. Ah, Yo. I know there is like the sky is the limit, um, especially in this online space. And it is so fun getting to watch you and witness you do all of this amazingness as well. So I'm just grateful to have these moments and opportunities to, to chat with you. You know what I'm going to put out there that I would love is that eventually we do a live show. That's, yeah. that's my goal for you yeah. and me selfishly. So like, what would a live show entail? Like a live show would be, we, people buy tickets to it uh -huh. and then we get like our favorite vendors or like bomb products that we believe in. And maybe you get like a swag bag with it and then you come and it's just like a big group. It's like one of our classes on steroids minus the bikes and minus the music. And we're just like, you and I are having a conversation, but then we are incorporating the audience and the audience is asking us questions. Like that to me is like, you're seeing the impact. And, and I relate so much. I think anyone who like makes content online relates to that idea of like, is anyone watching this? Is anyone listening to this? Like, even if you see a number, you're like, is there a real human behind it? And so like a live show shatters all of those like fears because you like see wow this is a real human who like actually listens yeah and is here so uh, that's yeah okay done put in the five amazing the, the new like five year the new five year vision five year <laughs> like for real that'd be so easy we could yeah. do that in a second yeah that'll be that'll and, be sooner than five years it'll be like the, the next time we can have events in you know <laughs> next time we can I'm have large groups of people together I'm so game. I think we could do it in a year, TBH. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I love it. Love Yay. it. Yay. Well, congratulations. Seriously, is there anything else that you just like want to touch on or put out into the world so that we can come back to this video in a year? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I didn't, when you asked me like what was the hardest part, it's funny that I didn't think of like the bad, like the, no, I don't want to say bad review, the, the review that yes. came up, like I, that didn't even cross my mind. And it was, that is like a huge, huge sign of growth because something like that would have like stuck to me in the past, in the past that would have just like destroyed me. But I was really able to like experience like the, the thoughts and the emotions that came up with it. And I was able to process it. And that was a really cool experience because, um, it was, I gave my power away to being like, oh my God, I was triggered. Um, the word moron is like such a triggering word. And I was like going into this whole story about my childhood, about why moron triggered me. And I like really did a lot of work and coaching around this. And I had, I was coached on like really just stopping that story and really owning like what was going on. And I was like, yeah, sometimes I am a moron. Like I do stupid things sometimes. Does that make me any less me? Does it make me less whole? And it really shifted. And I, I felt nothing but gratitude for having that negative. No, it's not negative. That review. I just saw saying negative because it's not, it's just yeah. a review. It's super neutral and it's just words and the words I created meaning. And instead of giving my power away, I took my power back by like creating a new meaning of what those words meant. I know the louder my voice becomes, the more, the more critics there's going to be. And that just means that I'm doing something right because if everybody likes me, then I'm definitely not doing it right. And that was something that I really had to get over with the podcast is 
knowing that there might be people that are like close to me that don't get what I'm doing and that's okay. And I Mm. had a hard time with that in the beginning because I was like, Oh, they're going to talk bad about me and make fun of me. And then I'm like, who cares? Like, Mm -hmm. why does that even matter? So I think like that is so interesting. Like just popped in my mind. Like that wasn't even the hardest thing with getting bad reviews. It's like, I'm actually really grateful for having one star reviews, three star reviews. Cause that means like there's people that don't like what I'm doing. That's, that's like, that means I'm on the right path and I'm getting more honed in on like what I'm, I'm meant to do, what my purpose is. So that was super interesting. Well, I needed to hear that so badly, selfishly. I needed to hear that. I don't even know a follow-up question, but I want to have you continue more on that almost if you would be interested yeah. because that is like so beautiful and powerful, but why, why is it so much easier said than done? That's the biggest question I have. So I would say, because we have a fear of being rejected, like Mm. our like human instinct. Like if we're rejected from the tribe, we will, Mm. we will die is like what our brain thinks because our brain really doesn't know like how we perceive something, what's actual danger and what's not. So we fear rejection. Like rejection is something that most humans fear. So we like are scared to put ourselves out there or like ruffle feathers or whatever. Um, so like the part of my brain that like activated was like the primal animal part that was like, Oh my God. Like I wanted to just be like swallowed by the ground. Like I mm-hmm. literally wanted the floor to open up and me to just like slowly <laughs> here and right. felt it. And so I felt it. And I think it was a really good experience to actually feel rejected and like, no, it's just a feeling. It's not a big deal. Like it literally is just a vibration. So what happens in the past is we resist feeling those ways because we're like, that's bad. I can't feel rejected because I might die. And it's mm-hmm. like, couldn't be further than the truth. It just was a feeling. It was a difficult, painful feeling. And I felt it. And once I felt it, I was able to actually look at what was going on more clearly looking at those were just words. And I put meaning to those words. I could have mm. looked at those words and been like, yeah, I am a moron. Or I could have looked at those words and been like, cool, my first hater, you know, like mm. I could have done that. But instead I was like, oh my God, I'm not liked. And then I like was able to like do it, that whole experience. Um, so that's what it is. It's just being afraid of feeling the difficult emotions, but they're just emotions. They're really really not meant to be resisted or held, right? We have to be able to process them because it's energy. Um, So yeah, I hope that answers it. It does completely. What is the easiest first step to start that process? Because, you know, I'm thinking about something even that just happened recently. It's like, I, you, you know, that is what you should be doing. You know, you know, you should be like, wow, these words, like I'm, I'm attaching so much emotion to them, but like, what is the first step to being like, stop, like take a second, stop. So you just said it, take a moment, right? Yeah. So it, it comes, so it's all of our feelings generate from our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to believe because we have so many thoughts that we aren't aware that the thought created the feeling. So it's really just about having the awareness. Like you just need to know, oh, I'm feeling this way. What was I thinking right before? So in the instance of the the review, I knew what was going on because I had like, I saw the review and it was like, bing, 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 like all of these thoughts, right? And then these thoughts created how I felt. And what's important is like when our feelings drive our behaviors and our actions. So for me, 
if I don't want to feel a difficult emotion, I would grab my phone and scroll or I would go find Mm -hmm. food or I'd find something to like temporarily take away the pain. Mm -hmm. The pain doesn't go anywhere. It just stays in our body. So I think like to answer your question is be aware. Oh, what, what thought is creating this feeling and just like hang out there. I, I wouldn't have changed that experience because I needed that. I really needed that to get past the fear of like not being liked. Cause I talk, you can talk about all day. Like, I don't care. People think about me. Like, I know I'm not for everyone, but until I have that experience, those are just words. They mean nothing. Mm -hmm. So I like needed that and I'm grateful for that. And I survived. I I didn't like, I was rejected and I'm okay. Like, here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously I could talk about it after the fact, but now it's just like, oh, I'm feeling this way. Okay. You want to like invite the emotion in. I just like, when (laughs) when I talk about this with my clients, I'm like, okay, you're feeling rejected. Bring the rejection in. Let's talk to rejection. Like, why do I feel this way? Have a conversation because what I love about emotions is they are messengers. They are literally delivering you the juiciest information for you to understand about yourself. And without those experiences of hard emotions, we like, we, like we wouldn't be human. Like it's not all about rainbows and butterflies. And I lived in rainbows and butterflies for a while. And that resulted in a lot of really toxic behavior on my part. Now I'm living in the world of both rainbows and butterflies, but also like really hard, shadowy, dark stuff. And I love them both. And I will, I will embrace both. Wow. That is so beautiful. And thank you for saying that. Seriously. The final thing I want to add to that. And I'm, I can promise you, I'm going to be coming back and listening to you saying that over and over and over and over and over and over again. But the final thing I want to say is that isn't it so fascinating how we, for instance, the person who left you that review, like you care so much about them, but then when you really stop, you're like, I actually don't care. That's something I'm realizing is I like, I put these people in my mind where I'm like, oh, I care what this person who works at this place thinks of me. And I'm like, I actually don't care. And if they're going to go think about me later in the day, I'm not thinking about them. So like, why do I care if I'm rejected by them? Exactly. It's so fascinating. It is so fascinating, but it's like the awareness, like don't give them so much power. Don't give them Mm -hmm. so much power. Like that's what I've learned at the end of the day, like by giving all of those thoughts and emotions and like throwing ourselves like, uh, you know, a little pity party about being rejected or not liked, like it's the only person that's impacted by that is, is you or I. So having that awareness, like, I don't care. Just like, Mm -hmm. it'll shift your thoughts. I'm thinking this. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's what thought is going to help me feel, feel different than I feel right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lean into that. Yeah. See, this is why you have this podcast because you're helping people just like myself. And thank you for doing that. Seriously. This is so powerful. You are so powerful. The world needs you. I'm grateful you're doing this. Congratulations on one year. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you so much. Such a good conversation. Looking forward to more of our chats and more. I think you always come up with really great uh, topic ideas. So keep them coming. And everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you've been listening for a year or you just started, I am so grateful for you in like every little ounce of my body is just feels that gratitude. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And in honor of gratitude, um, this month kicks off gratitude season. And if you haven't signed up for the gratitude challenge yet, 
you got to do it. I've been doing it for the past four years and I just keep growing it and making it uh, have more value so you can either start a gratitude practice habit or deepen or become more consistent with your practice. And especially the way that 2020 has been uh, collectively, this is the time to practice gratitude so it can carry you through the rest of the year and then through the rest of the unknowns and the uncertainty. So sign up for the gratitude challenge. There is a link in the bio. There is a journal prompt and you will be getting messages from me with little gratitude challenges and inspiration and all that goodness. So be on the lookout for that. And until next time, remember to love yourself own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.